Matthew chapter 14, I want to look at verse 24 today. All right, now um, we'll do two weeks here in Matthew. All right, Matthew chapter 14. John the Baptist had been beheaded already. Can you imagine that? John the Baptist who paved the way for Jesus. That's why I'm going into this new series after this, Why Christians Suffer. Because you're like, this is John the Baptist. I mean, he's the one that paved the way for Jesus, right? Plus, he was family. And uh, John even got weak in the end. You know, he says, man, are you the one? Or should I look for another? Because we, we equate our experience with God only with good stuff. But it's when you suffer, man. So he's been beheaded, and then Jesus feeds the 5,000. This is all in chapter 14. And after he feeds, now remember, he had already fed the 4,000, right? Um, why did he do the same miracle twice? Because they wasn't getting it. They wasn't getting it. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. How many time, times God has done things in your life? But he had to do it again to show you because you wasn't. You wasn't getting it. But look what he says next. Then he tells them to get in the boat. Right? And in verse 24 it says, but the boat was already, already, say already. already. Too late. <laughs> if I knew pastor was going to have me do this, I would have never came to church today. Amen. Tell you never too late. Too late, John. <laughs> but the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by waves, and for the, for the winds were contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Lord have mercy. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. I want to talk about this morning, we've been talking about taking the limits off your faith. I want to talk about stepping out on faith. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what? Stepping out. On faith. Amen. This will be part one of stepping out. Amen. No limits. Amen. Amen. Stepping out. Amen. On faith. In the last 15 years of pastoring, I've heard this phrase time and time again. I've always been the per kind of person that asked the question, what does it look like? 
I know what you're saying about stepping out on faith, but what does it mean? Oftentimes we see other people doing things that we hesitate to do. Amen. But because of fear and because of excuses and all kinds of other things, we all hesitate to step out on faith. Today and for the last week, we've already discussed, actually, taking the limits off your faith. I told you you can do that by discovering through prayer what keeps you failing. Last week I told you not only that, but you got to deal with any unbelief. You can't step out on faith if you haven't first dealt with the limits that you have on your faith. I told you you have to deal with any unbelief. You have to deal with unbelief. You have to decide how you're going to develop your faith. How you're going to develop it. I told you you got to expose it to the sunlight. Come on. You have to weed it. You have to feed it. You have to cultivate it. Because faith does not grow by itself. Come on now. I believe some of us are so distracted in our faith, amen, that we don't know how to demonstrate faith. Come on now. I told you that you have to develop spiritual disciplines, prayer, fasting. He said, this kind does not come out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. Whatever difficult things you find in your life, you got to go after that thing, but you have to use the right what? Weapons. Now, it's time to apply what you have been learning so that you can take the limits off your faith. Many of us, we want to step out on faith, but it's scary. The only way you can take it off is if you do it. The only way that you can step out is if you lift your one foot up and you go on and do it. I told you already that this particular pericope of scripture, we find that Jesus has done so many miraculous things. And I'm trying to show you something here. Watch this. Look at your life today. Have he, has he done anything for you? Is there a record? Is there a clear sign that God is real to you? Anybody? You see, the disciples here are being taught lessons. 
You know why Jesus did the, the feeding of the people twice? Because they lacked compassion. Amen. Peter had just confessed him as Lord. Next week I'll talk about Peter. Peter had just said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal that. You know, that's what Jesus said to him. And then right after that, Peter pulls Jesus to say, hey, come here, let me talk to you about it. Jesus said, I'm about, to go I'm about to go die for your sins. And Peter said, come here, let me talk to you, Jesus. No, you tripping. And then Jesus had to call him the devil. See, you can be on top in, a, in one minute and then at the bottom in the next. He says, you're not having your mind. Your mind is not on the things of God. Your mind is on the things of, of man. See, oftentimes we can lose focus very easily. It's easy, saints. Jesus told them. Look at verse 22. He says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. See that? To go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. Your best lessons will be learned in small groups. I wish I had somebody. Amen. People want crowds, but Jesus wasn't into crowds. As a matter of fact, he would preach in parables so that the crowds wouldn't understand what he was saying so that they can leave. Jesus was interested in those who had an ear to hear and a heart to understand. The Bible says in verse 23, and after he had sent the crowd away, he, watch what he did. He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. I'm so glad that I got somebody praying for me. I'm going to say it one more time. Right before you get ready to step out on faith, you better, you better get you some intercessors. That's, that's, this is a model. Pastor, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to step out on faith. I need your prayer. Or call the prayer line and say, hey, listen, I really need to solicit your prayer because I'm getting ready to do something that's bigger than me. Come on and help me. Jesus goes up into the mountain to pray. He goes into the mountain to pray. Watch this now. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Jesus spent hours in prayer. He spent hours in prayer. And he's, he's praying and he's praying. And I believe this. Here's what I believe. The text doesn't say this. But I believe that he was praying for them. I, was, I believe that, that he was praying that their faith would not fail. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. God doesn't want you to fail. But you need a prayer partner. You can't do this by yourself. Isolation is exactly what Satan wants for you. Amen. There's a way that seemeth right to a man. But in the end thereof is death. And so, so Jesus goes and he prays. And the text says, the text says, but the boat. <laughs> Kai in the, in the Greek. The, the, the boat was already a long distance from the land. 
Now, you have to remember that storms will show up even after you made a decision to follow Jesus. They made a commitment and it was too late for them to turn back. Look at the text. Text says, and the boat was already a long distance from the land. Now, first thing is this. If you're going to step out on faith, I'm going to give you some usuallys. What will happen? Usually, you will be too far to turn back. When you step out on faith, you're going to be too far to turn back. You will be too committed. You'll have too much invested to turn back. And it's not that you're going to turn back because you're trying to save faith, face. But here's the thing. The boat symbolizes, the boat symbolizes the vision. The vehicle that will take you to your destiny. When you step out on the, in the boat with Jesus, you have to remember that God has a vehicle to get you to the next level. To get you to your destiny. To get you to fulfill your calling and your ministry. Can I say this to you? Whatever God had in mind when he provided the boat, he still has it in mind. Come on, help me, somebody. And we are all in a faith boat. Some of us. All of us. I'm sorry. All of us. All of us are in di on different levels at different speeds, and we're coming at different times. But we will all end up in the same place. Can I tell you something? Whenever, watch this, you made a commitment. Watch this. Too late, too late to turn back. Watch this. You've committed your time. You committed your money. Watch this. Watch this. You even involved other people in your stuff. Tell your neighbors too late to turn back. Can't turn back. This is what I found out about faith. Whenever I stepped out on faith, I realized, man, I'm too far now to turn back. Listen, there's no getting out. You're in. You cannot turn around. Those that turn around either end up becoming a pillar of salt or they start sinking. Some people want to roll backwards. Tell your neighbor it won't work. Tell your neighbor if you step out on faith, it's usually too late to turn back. That's how you know it's faith. Because God allows you to get in a situation, watch this, where you have no other option but to go forward. Your forward movement is a sign that you've stepped out on faith. Oh, let, let me say this. It, when your only option is forward, that's faith. Come here, children of Israel. You done cried out to God. Amen. For 400 years, you've been crying. They come to the Red Sea. Tell your neighbor, forward is stepping out on faith. Pharaoh's at your back. The Red Sea's in front of you. See, this is what happens when you step out on faith. But watch this. In between the Red Sea crossing, 
they doubted. Did you bring us out here to kill us? That's what they said to Moses. Pastor, why you told me to do this? Watch this. Pastor Moses, what are you doing? We should have stayed. We didn't ask you to come out here. See, that's the kind of conversations we start having. Amen. When we forget that we're walking by faith and not by sight. And so when your only option is forward movement, then you know that you've stepped out on what? Faith. Watch what the text says. text says, they had been a long distance from the land. Watch this. Battered. It says, but the boat had already been a long distance. So watch the condition of the boat. First of all, it's too far. It's, and the other part to the boat is what? It's been battered. It, it's been, this word, this word battered, let me, let me tell you what it means. It means tortured. See, we think that when we step out on faith, right, that it's supposed to be just cool. You know, everything's supposed to be, oh, everything's going to be good, you know. You know, every day is going to be woohoo, yahoo. You understand what I'm saying? Every day is just chill, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You bragging and all this stuff. Oh, it's all good, but, but tell your neighbor, tortured. Tell your neighbor, pain. That's what that word means. Watch this. Torment. See, we don't equate that with faith because the kind of faith that we've been taught maybe is easy faith or, I'm sorry, imitation faith. Imitation faith makes you say, oh, it's going to be great. But, but here's what usually happens. Number two, usually you will encounter unusual. Un, un what? Unusual what? It may hurt. It may make you feel uncomfortable. And it may make you feel like you've made the wrong decision. But tell your neighbor, keep going forward. They are too far in to turn back. The boat was battered by what? By waves and wind, and the winds was what? Contrary, and that's where that unusualness comes in. Hostility. Opposition. See, oftentimes we just equate faith with God as things. Just, that's just going to be great. I hate to, hate to be the one to break the news to you. But when you're at this faith-testing exercise, there's no comfort here. There's no comfort. Here's what Jesus was doing. Jesus was building their faith in a category five storm. Category one is winds are 74 to 95 miles an hour. Category 2, 96 to 110 miles an hour. That's what you call extensive damage. Category 3, you look at 111 to 129. Tell your neighbor that's devastating winds. That's breaking windows and doors and stuff like that. But watch this. Category 4 now 
Lord have mercy. It's 130 to 156, and that's catastrophic, but they were at a category five. So when it says, uh, remember, and, and, and let, me, let, me just, let me just say this to you real quick. They weren't in no big boat. They weren't no yacht. They weren't balling like P. Diddy. You know what I mean? They listen. They listen. Listen here. Listen here. They they were in a little little rangy de dankity boat. <laughs> listen. 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 Here's the deal. But what's so deep about this is that when they got into the boat. It was just natural. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus tells us to get in this boat. But watch this. He went. <laughs> Y'all got to catch the connection in the passage. Watch this. Why did he go pray? Him being God. He tell you never, he already knows what's coming. Watch this. He knew. Watch this. He already knew what was coming. But but listen, you're the one that stepped out on faith. Listen, you stepped out on faith, not knowing. Just like kind of like how people make commitments in church. Yeah, Pastor, I'll do it. Oh, come on. Let me let me let me meddle with you real quick. Amen. And then when when storms start coming, like, man, I can't do it today. I can't be there. I can't do that. I can't. And, what, and then we want to blame it on all the things that come. But you're the one that got in the boat. He didn't force you in there. He just told you to get in there. Watch this. It is in these moments after you step out on faith that your faith will be tested. Stepping on, out on faith means that it has to be built. To get over to the other side. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, now, now, now check this out. Now this is going to mess you up. He says, and in the fourth watch. So they, they had went a long way. The category five is hitting them. They're struggling. They're holding on for their dear life. Water is getting in the boat. All kinds of stuff is happening. Watch this. Watch this now. The fourth watch of the night is between 3 a.m. Huh? And 6 a.m. But do you know what time they got in the boat? At 6 p.m. Now it's what? Now it's what? Nine hours later. Come on, do your math right quick. Will you please? <laughs> Don't leave it up to me. Watch this. Nine, but good thing I did my work, didn't I? Watch this. Nine hours later. Nine hours later, when you stepped out, it was good. Man, the idea of stepping out on faith was so awesome, right? But now nine hours later... You in a category five. Why did I even step out on faith? Why did I even do this? Man, come on. And we have all kinds of regrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But watch this, watch this, watch this. It says in the fourth watch of the night, he came, he came to them walking on the sea. Okay, hold on a minute. Here's the next usually. Usually when you are ready to give up, Jesus will show up. Tell your neighbor he'll show up right on time. Remember, nine hours. I'm trying to make a point. Nine hours. They've been what? Battling with this storm. I believe they were at that point of giving up. Anybody at the point of giving up? Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Jesus did four things for them when they first stepped out on faith. You ready? Number one, he provided the boat. So I would have been cool, like, okay, if Jesus, you know what I'm saying? If Jesus gave me this boat, then I know this boat going to get us. Watch this. The next thing is he put him in the boat. That's what text says. So don't forget the facts when you're in the storm. Okay. He provided the boat. He put us in the boat. You ready? You ready? Write this down. Write this thing down, man. Come on. Don't, don't lose this. This is, this is some stuff for you right here. Watch this. He prayed for them while they were in the boat. And I got this one this morning. You ready? I had three. The last thing is he protected them while they're in the boat. So what you tripping for? All you got to do is step out. Tell your neighbor, I'm stepping out on faith. Listen, listen. They had been in the boat for nine hours and forgot all of this. Some of them had taken this trip before. Some of them had been with Jesus before. This was a regular day for them. But the difference was they had not experienced this kind of faith testing storm stepping out on faith in this little boat was a regular day but watch this the things that you take for granted ah, the things that we take for granted watch this are the very things that God will use to test your faith now it's scary they were ready to give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. But what I found out, and, 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 and the reason why I say usually, because this stuff I've experienced. This, this, is, this, is, this message is coming from a life experience of stepping out on faith. Because I done stepped out a whole bunch of times, and it's scary. Amen. I never forget when we started our business. Never forget when we started this church. Come on, somebody. Now forget, hey man, when we started the seminary. All of it, all of it was scary, saints. And here's the thing. I found out that right when I was ready to give up. Never forget with the school, I encountered some, some bad apples and some bad seed. And I decided, I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm through with this. I'm done. Hey Amen. I said, I will never teach another leader again. <laughs> and one year I gave up. And God kept me in that boat. 
Amen. I never forget it, y'all. I never forget it. Amen. It was the most miserable days of my life until the Lord revived it. Until my faith grew. Come on, somebody. Because I had my faith in man and not in God. Come on, somebody. I had my focus in, in my abilities and not in the power of God. You see, it's right when you're ready to give up. Somebody, you've been ready to give up. But I want to tell you something. He'll show up right on time. The Bible says he came walking to them on the sea. I thank God that he can walk on water. I thank God that I'm not so far away from him. See, watch this. Look at the impossibilities. They never expected him to come walking on the sea. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Tell your neighbor, he can do the impossible. Come on, somebody. You could be at 50,000 feet in the air and he'll show up right there on your side. You can be deep in the valley. He'll show up right there for you. You got to understand the theophanies of God and how he shows up in different forms and different fashions. I wish I had somebody this morning who understand what I'm talking about, that he's a God that will show up right on time. He'll show up when you least expect it. Don't you give up on God because he's not going to give up on you. Are you with me? The Bible says that he showed up. Hallelujah. He showed up what? Walking on the sea. But look at this. Look at this. And the text says, and they were terrified. And look what they said. It is a ghost. Hold on. Now that word terrified means to be stirred to be troubled, to be disturbed. Here's what they thought they saw. They thought they saw a phantom, an illusion, because their belief system, they didn't have the belief, oh, Lord, to believe that he would show up in the storm and to show up walking on water. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. You're looking at your situation saying, it's done for me. It's over for me. It's never going to get, listen, I've been like this all my life. But let me tell you something. He'll show up to show you something different. But here's what I found out about stepping out on faith. Usually, fear will distort your vision of Jesus. Put it up there. Fear will distort your, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They saw him heal. He fed 5,000, then 4,000, and now you're in a storm and you don't recognize him? You know what this tells, helps me with? Stress can cause you to have an illusion and will never allow you to see properly. It distorts your vision of your in your faith. Worry, doubt, unbelief, and all these other things that works in your psyche. Hallelujah. But storms. 
Tell you, never storms have a way of revealing the truth of who you are. Storms will prove whether or not you believe or not. Storms, hallelujah, will show you where you are as a believer. I'm going to help me somebody. Crisis can cause you to forget the facts. And you start seeing life again in the natural. <laughs> Your vision of Jesus changes. Some suggest that when they said that they said that they said it was a ghost, they thought they were dead. They were so stressed out because the only way that you could see someone walking on water is if you did. They were dead, all right. They were dead spiritually. Their faith was dead. Stress. Listen, saints. Fear can overtake you so much that you literally can't stop thinking the worst. Death, destruction, distrust, anger, and all the emotions that the enemy wants you to feel. Watch this. Because you stepped out on faith and he wants you to regret doing it. Why did I do this? <laughs> why, why am I doing this? And look what the Bible says. See, you can cry out to God with the wrong cry. This wasn't a cry of trust. This is a cry of doubt and fear. And the text says, and they cried out in what? Fe that word fear means terror. So my last point is this. Usually, you will panic and forget your purpose. They couldn't recognize Jesus because fear gripped them. They had forgotten all about their faith, all about their future, all about the purpose. And now they're crying out, not in trust, but out of fear. Listen. In order for God to bring out the best of his children, he brings about scenarios in our lives to build strength and character. You hear me? When building our physical bodies, development takes form. All right? When you start lifting weights, your body starts taking on a different form. Running on a treadmill, participating in activities, and they all require tennis shoes. Workouts involve some sweat, heavy lifting, breathing, and sweating, and sometimes something is being developed. 
God allows trials and adversities to put us in the gymnasium of situations. Just like the father did with his son, he creates a workout scenario that includes difficulties that must be worked through. A lady came to the gym one day and everything about her said that she was going for a killer workout. She wore the typical attire. She had the headband. She had the wristband. She had the watch. She had a bottle of water. She stepped into a clear area and bent down and touched her toes in order to stretch. The woman looked very serious about working out. She grabbed some dumbbells walked over to the bench and sat down. Lifting the weights, she did a couple bicep roll, curls, put the weights down, wiped herself with her towel, amen, and said, whew, that's enough for the day. This lady looked the part, but she didn't really come to the gym to work out. Many Christians come to church every Sunday looking, that, looking like they're ready for a workout. We wear the right clothes. We sing the right songs. We talk the right talk. But building strength requires real effort and a little sweat. God has figured you out that we will not voluntarily Go to the spiritual gym. Hello, somebody. So he brings the gym to us. Adversities and circumstances, cross-bearing situations, problematic encounters, all serves as opportunities for you to grow and step out on faith. I encourage you today Hallelujah. To step out on faith. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. For he is worthy of all the honor and praise. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of looks in this passage. But somebody here, I want to tell you something. It's time for you to stop talking panicking, it's time for you to step out on faith.